Now, I'm going to ask you a question, and then I'm going to pray, but I'm going to, my prayer will be influenced by your response. Would you be prepared to do something that you don't completely understand until you come into a place of supernatural understanding? Yes or no? Would you be prepared to do something in the Lord that you don't completely understand until you come into a place of supernatural understanding? Would you be prepared to do something? Because this is, this is not like where I want. It's not a library. It's, it's, and it's definitely not a bingo hall. Okay. Would you be prepared to do something in Christ that you don't completely understand now, but you would do it until you came into a place of supernatural understanding? Yeah. Okay, that's a bit much. All right. So I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding, kidding, kidding. Okay. All right. This is good. All right. Now I've got something to work with. Praise the Lord. All right. So um, I'm going to pray. And we'll see what happens. I can't, I'm not, I'm not the guy in control of the manifestation. That's heaven's job. But my job is to deliver the mail and we, 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 the river. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you that you're here. Thank you for a spirit of understanding. Thank you for heavenly dimensions. Spirit of God, we welcome you here. We thank you for your river flowing. We thank you for your river flowing. That includes all, all the good stuff, all the good stuff from healing and miracles to eyes open. I thank you for a spirit of joy. I thank you, Lord God, for the anointing that destroys the yoke. We thank you, Lord God, that you are faster than any F35. You're faster than a thought. You're faster than any natural synapse. You're faster than the quantum realm. Lord, we bless your holy name. We thank you that you're here. We thank you. This is the day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you, Lord. We bless your holy name. You are good and your mercies endure forever. Bless your word today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Okay, so again, turbo. So uh, 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 I was chatting on a video call the people we prayed with in Switzerland and, uh, uh, and, and Mendez's group, Anna Mendez Farrell. So she's, she now goes by Anna Farrell, okay? So I'm going to go call her Anna Mendez Farrell for a while so we do the smooth transition, okay? So otherwise I've got Anna Farrell, you're going, who's, who's that? So uh, Anna Mendez Farrell. And um, I remember it was, it was early this morning and I was, uh, made sure I timed my caffeine input uh, uh, just right and it just kicked in. And as soon as I went, opened up the call, the glory of God manifested in the house. I'm just sort of like, yeah. So, okay. Some really, really interesting things. And then I'm gonna, because I'm gonna process prophetically, it's anecdotal, but it's probably true. But I'm not gonna thus saith the Lord on you. But there's a lot going on on the earth at the moment and I'm going to be talking about how the, the, the step one to smashing global slavery programming. Okay, global slavery program. That is, this stuff is unfolding and we're just going to watch it and we're going to be predictive programmed into inaction. So we're going to smash that. Um, and so I just, you know, last week was a smashing word. This week's a little bit different. It's to tear down, throw down, you know, and do all that. But there's a bit of building and planning taking place in this. So it's interesting because um, there's been a lot of activity in Iceland. Who knows there's a lot of activity in Iceland. Did you know there were 1,400 measurable earthquakes in a 24-hour period early this month? Do you know that big, big holes are opening up in, in Iceland? And what happens which is really, really interesting because Iceland's a place where the Eurasian plate and the North, Atla uh, North American plate meet. So two continental tectonic plates meet in Iceland. 
And I think there's a place around there where you can actually swim between them in the, in the ocean. Um, but what's interesting is that we need to understand that the relationship and the correlation between the natural and the supernatural. So I was, we were on this call and Anna was talking about, Anna was talking about how she believes it's connected to all of creation, groaning and travailing, waiting for the revealing of the sons of God so things could change. And she was talking about the earth and, and, and birth pangs. And that's really, really interesting because then, I mean, we, we, it was just hectic because let me just, I'm gonna be very, very, very clear. I believe the key, the key of everything unfolding in this season isn't an external locus of control. I believe the key is what the church understands and believes. I'm convinced of that because Jesus made it very, very clear. It's not gonna come with observation. You're not gonna say, here it is, there it is, for the kingdom of God is within you. So this is really important. So as we, she was talking about, I'm going, that's crazy. I was doing research for this morning because um, what I tend to do is I tend to get something in the spirit, then I back engineer it, as opposed to just sit there and, you know, uh, whatever. So I just open up to Matthew, uh, uh, I think it's 28, and all of a sudden, in the tomb, Jesus is resurrected, there was an earthquake and an angel, and the angel said, hey, look, go and tell the disciples. I honestly, I, I'm convinced that something so massive is taking place in the spirit we are about to see. We've been talking about consciousness. Consciousness means to be aware of your surroundings and awake. That's what consciousness is. And that's, this is why we're called to keep our eyes on Jesus. Wouldn't it be interesting that right now we're on the verge of seeing the greatest awakening we've ever seen in the history of the world? Wouldn't that be fantastic? So what happens is that today we're going to, we're going to act like we believe it. Okay, we're going to come into cooperation with it because this was like amazing, but the, the sun. So consciousness is to be awake and to be aware of your surrounds. And so with consciousness, we've got to make sure I talked about slavery programming. It's real. People, pe people get programmed, and so you've got. Uh, I, 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 I'm just. I'm, I'm going to work on. Uh, um, I wouldn't call it government data. I wouldn't call it government data. But th there's so much data flying around that the vaccination. I said it. Oops. Oops. Got through the algorithm. My bad. Okay. Um, the jab. Whatever. Too late. Um, It wears off very quickly, it's ineffective, plus all the other nasty stuff, okay? Um, and you've got the people like Channel 9 who are full, you know, George Soros cheerleaders and, and, and everything like that. You've got, you've got the fact that it's, it doesn't stop transmission, doesn't stop people from getting it, and yet they're pushing a booster program. That's programming. Programming is emotional. So there's emotional programming that we have to undo because we, because we don't understand is the psychological condition can easily be manipulated. Now, if I already said that the dreaded V word and then we get more shadow banned than we're already shadowed, then make sure you share this if you, today to, to friends or, or message it to them because this is really, really important. So <laughs> we're undoing that. And the consciousness we need to cultivate is oneness with the Lord, not separation is the slavery consciousness is that we are separate in time and space from the Kingdom of God. And we actually have to break down the consciousness of separation and we have to establish the consciousness of oneness. Can someone say Amen? Because this is, this is exciting. And I know that sound, I've, I've made a very, very big statement, broad sweeping strokes, but, but nothing could be truer than this. So we talked about 
This is important. This is, such, this is one of the most matrix-busting scriptures that I've told you ad infinitum. As Luke 17, 20 to 21. Now, when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, and he answered them and said, the kingdom of God does not come with external observation. Nor will they say, see here or see there, for indeed the kingdom of God is within you. That's a huge thing because we can really go, yeah, but we st- we've been programmed to look externally at circumstances and say the kingdom of God is coming because of that. And, and it's, in, it's very important because Paul said, here's the mystery that was hidden for ages and generations, that's Christ in you, the hope of glory. This is an axe that is laid at the roots of matrix natural Western thinking. It really, really is. And we have to go after it. I'm not saying you should have a respect for programming, but if you sit in a barber chair long, barber's chair long enough, you will get a haircut. If you sit and watch things that you know that are lies, after a while, your subconscious, <clears throat> subconscious is really, really interesting because <clears throat> we talked about the heart before, but when people who, people, you, you're, the, 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 the subconscious is interesting. I've heard people say it doesn't understand uh, uh, um, not neg- the negative stuff because that's clearly not the case, but the, 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 the nuances. So you get kids that say, I'm never going to be like my parents and their subconscious says, be like their parents. So you get people who are so obsessed with never being like their mum and their dad become like their mum and their dad. So we've got to make sure, Jesus, be careful what you listen to for it will be multiplied back to you. So <clears throat> obviously, you know, a bit of a militant word. I've got all the garb on today. Um, <clears throat> but undoing... Undoing the, the, the programming is so key because we've already been pre-programmed. Uh, look, education is going down the toilet with, for kids. It really, really, really is. So it's becoming worse and worse and worse. People are being indoctrinated with woke ideology. They're not taught how to think anymore. They are being programmed and especially in the natural. And so one of the things that, 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 that this, I'm gonna go strike right at the core of, of programming that is connected to feelings Really, really, really important. So I remember this. I remember when we first bought our house and we'd never owned a swimming pool. And, and what happens is that, is that somehow the swimming pool is protected by the house. We get gully winds, but the house is built around the pool. It was a supernatural purchase. It was amazing. But somehow, I don't know how, I don't, it's, it's like, you know, you don't see them anymore. They're things called homing pigeons, Right? The back of our property is a tree called a silky oak, okay? And they are as messy as any tree that's ever been created by God on the face of this earth. Maybe second only to the jacaranda, okay? Jacaranda, oh, so beautiful. What a lovely four weeks we're having them, okay? Just purple rain. Uh, So, so, (laughs) anyway, so this silky oak, and then we got on the other side of the property, this giant gum tree next to the road, and somehow, like homing pigeons, the, the bark dries up and the gully winds come and it's just like, I, I, feel like it, I feel like I'm in a ticker tape parade in the end of the Second World War. I almost want to grab my wife and kiss her over the pool, you know what I'm saying? And you know, all of that. And, 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 and I'm sort of, <laughs> that's me, I'm, I'm lifting the leg. Okay, so, and, and <laughs> mother. Anyway, so, I <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So I'm standing there and I'm watching and I get, come out to the pool and you can't even see the water. There's so much bark and leaves in it. And I'm going, man, my father was here and I'd only just moved in. And I'm going, can you believe 
how dirty this pool gets every day. Every day, it got so many places to fall and it somehow has got this homing device to the water. There must be a water spirit in here. Like, 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 look at, look at, and I, and I was really belly aching and it was annoying me, you know. And my dad just said this profound statement. And he's, he's got his cough and he's looking and he goes, I suppose all you really can do is complain. <laughs> and you know, <laughs> and, 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 and if you, in Australia, if you're a pool owner, a rite of passage is to complain about the pool <laughs> and the maintenance and the costs and, and, and the cleaning of it. You know, it's ah, oh, the pool, you know. <clears throat> and so, uh, because really you are, so, you know. <laughs> And so this is a program we, a programming we have to undo. We have to undo. And so, uh, um, so we tend to complain about the natural. The problem is, and I'll, I'll, I'll be very, very direct. The more you complain about the natural, the more you get enslaved by the demonic. Seriously. Because we're going to, we're going to show that in the spirit world, things, God has said yes and amen to something. But just complaining in the natural is actually coming out of agreement with heaven. And this is, this is, this is actually not a semantic, it's absolutely key. And one of the things we're seeing, we had uh, uh, during the week, we did some ministry and we have the, in the intern groups and we had our mentoring group. And uh, a certain question was raised to me that, that people are feeling a certain way. Second Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10. This is just so important. For godly sorrow produces repentance, leading to salvation, not to be regretted, but the sorrow of the world produces death. So godly sorrow produces repentance in life, but worldly sorrow produces death. And some people were, were, were aware that people were going through a level of sorrow. Let me just say this prophetically with, with, with a high energy uh, 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 outlook and what I'm carrying, okay, is this, is that do not ever, ever, ever lean back into the comfy pillows and cushions of self-pity and sorrow. Please do not, because it produces death. When people feel sorry for themselves and they go into worldly sorrow, it will kill them. You've just seen that there. And so it's important that we're not passive and we don't just sit around and complain. We need to lay a hold of what God has said. And so I was very aware. Now, something happened this week. I was just, you know, hanging out with the Lord and I was listening to the Bible on audio and I tend to just do that. It's not the most effective way for me. Some of you guys, uh, you, you listen, uh, you know, you like to hear the Word or hear preaching. I'm not like that because something will quicken to me and I want to drill down on it, but they keep talking. So, you know, here we go, uh, you know, first world problem. And so <clears throat> I don't like that version. I don't like that commentator's voice anyway. So, so, and you know, did you know that one of them in Psalms, they, they're talking with a lisp. It's, so, it's, it's ridiculous. And so, because uh, you're like this and all of a sudden you're like, your OCD kicks in. And I was listening and then, and then this got quickened to me and, and the Spirit of God just hit me. And, and this is not what we're, we're not putting this up, but it's the end of Hebrews. And it says, they will perish, but you will remain. They will grow old like a garment, like a cloak, you'll fold them up and they will be changed, but you are the same. Your years will not fail. I started to see, I, 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 I realised the immortality, I mean, I realised, I, I had a fresh of the immortality 
of God. You know, God doesn't get older. He's not aging. He's the ancient of days, not the aging of days. God's not getting older. God is eternally young. Jesus is eternally young and yet He's the, the source of all wisdom and He lives on the inside of you. The more you lean into the treasure rather than the earthen vessel, you'll manifest the treasure which will overtake the earthen vessel. This is what's so cool. You are immortal because Christ in you, the hope of glory, those are joined to the Lord are one spirit with Him. And this is what God wants us to lean into in this season. And it got completely quickened to me. And I'm just sort of like, oh my. And so to lean into that place of in Christ reality, in Christ identity, the more and more that takes. You, you know, salvation isn't a one-off thing. I'm not saying you say, receive the Lord every day. I'm not saying that. But it says that He's able to save us to the uttermost. Salvation is a holistic reality. Sozo means nothing broken, nothing missing. It doesn't just mean praying a prayer and getting into heaven. It actually is an ongoing, ongoing process, not an ongoing, an ongoing process that talks about working out our salvation with fear and trembling. It's an ongoing thing. So there's this, but when we continually lean into it, you go from faith to faith, glory to glory. And God is wanting to, for us to undo programming and break well, Worldly sorrow, worldly sorrow will produce death. Do not put up with it. Don't think it. We, I, I, I've, I've studied psychology. I've been trained in counselling. I do a lot of ministry. I understand the principle of someone's right to grieve. I get it. But when it gets to the point of too far, how far is too far? There's so much pressure. You could be in sorrow over the inflation. You could be in sorrow over relationships. You could be in sorrow as I should be in a different place to what I am now. And this is what the Lord wants to make sure that we don't let it get a hold of us because it's subtle. It is one of the little foxes that spoil the vine. But godly sorrow produces repentance, but worldly sorrow produces death. Okay. So I want to focus on the first thing that Jesus said to the group. When He came back from the dead, the first thing He said to the group. Now, uh, um, I think I, I, yeah, that was the passage of Scripture I looked at before regarding the angel and the earthquake. But this, it's very, very important that we have a look at that principle of first mention, I understand he spoke privately to Mary, but when he appeared to the group, we need to apply the principle of first mention. Anytime you see something mentioned in Scripture, it tends to set a pattern. Those aren't my rules. When people have studied Scripture, spent their life and they talk about the principle of first mention, it's very, very important. So let's, let's see what the Lord says regarding this. Matthew chapter 28, verses five to 10. But the angel answered and said to the woman, do not be afraid for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here for He is risen as He said, come see the place where the Lord lay and go quickly and tell His disciples that He is risen from the dead. And indeed He is going before you into Galilee. You're not gonna outrun resurrected Jesus. Okay, He's gonna go before you. Oh, we'll see about that. Good luck. All right. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy. Talk about confusing. I, you fancy, fancy sort of like, so how's your mood today? I'm extremely afraid, but very happy. So, so they went out 
from the tomb with fear and great joy, they were outside of their pay grade. I mean, think about this. Jesus physically died and his spirit went to the underworld. And it was so, such a one-sided battle. And he preached to the prisons that were, uh, preached to the spirits that were in prison. It says that. There was, and then mass resurrection, his spirit returns to his body to the point, and it was even prophesied that he would never see decay. But what actually happened is you actually had mega amounts of Old Testament saints were resurrected in Jerusalem. This is why Joseph said, please take my bones out of Egypt and bring them into the hot spot. It's very interesting. And so his spirit then come back and then we resurrection body. You can't meditate too, too much on this. Okay, it's incredible. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to bring his disciples word. What's the first thing Jesus said? Right? And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them saying, what did he say? Rejoice. So they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee and there they will see me. That's the first thing Jesus says. Rejoice, rejoice. Now, what we've got to do, I don't know how this is going to happen this morning. I don't know if today you're going to receive it like a seed form and cultivate it. Or I don't know if you're going to receive today like homework. Or I don't know if you're going to receive today like you're going to step into it effective immediately. It's going to be up to you, right? But this is really, really, really cool. The first thing Jesus says is rejoice. And what we do is that somehow through the matrix, we have set up religious filters, we just, you know, and we see Jesus that, 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 you see pictures of him in the Middle Ages. Poor Jesus has anemia. He looks like he needs some vitamin D. You know, he's got this slight, I won't say. Anyway, and so, <laughs> but he's got anemia. And you see him like this. There's nothing robust or Hebraic about it, right? <laughs> it's just... Oh, even, <laughs> even footprints in the sand has more masculinity than that, right? <laughs> and so, so when he comes, like, like we, I want you to see how beaming he is, right? Perfect beard, perfect teeth. I know I've seen them, okay? Perfect beard, perfect teeth. Yes, he's not of English extraction. And so, <laughs> and so <laughs> doesn't look like a tornado has gone through a picket fence. So... So he, <laughs> so he, <laughs> he's a he's rejoice like this. I don't want you to feel the robust, ridiculous celebration and pure ecstasy. I don't want you to see this sort of like, you know, gee, poor Jesus, he's got to get under, under a, a, a heat lamp, you know, he's like this. And then you've got to see this poor undeveloped lamb down there and these little kids like, like I want you to see that, that, that he robust, and he's going, rejoice, this is amazing. I've seen it all, you know, been to hell and back. And, <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and Helen was offended. So basically, and so this is really, really important because for us to undo the program, we have to enter into God's stuff. And this is key. This is a grace that's on my life, okay? A grace that's on my life. But I want to, I want to, it's, it's important that when Jesus came back, he wasn't like, oh, I better go and encourage those disciples. 
When Jesus said rejoice, it was completely oozing out of every part of his DNA and atomic and subatomic makeup, if you could put it that way, because he wasn't created. Okay? So when Jesus goes, rejoice, because he is joy. He wasn't going, oh, I better, this is, you know, I mean, we know that the prophetic is all about encouragement and edification. I better go and do that. We're talking pure joy. But this is where we enter into it, where we connect with it. So there was a, they had to overcome adversity in the book of Nehemiah. And this, this is very, very important uh, because people were prone to sorrow and discouragement. So let's put this up. It's only mentioned, I think, in this twice in the, in the whole Word. Then He said to them, go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, send portions to those for, for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our Lord. Do not sorrow. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Now, this is where it's key. Okay. Who's got the Holy Spirit on the inside of them? Wave to me. Okay. This is where we miss it. Some people are more wired towards negativity through their temperament. Some people just are. Okay. Some people are, you know, they've been shoehorned through the the hard things in life, they, they more resemble the 10 unbelieving spies. I understand that. I understand that. But what we need to know going forward regarding sonship is this. It's not your joy. It's actually not, got nothing to do with you being happy. It's His joy. It's actually His joy. And you start to meditate that heaven isn't just joyful. We're talking tsunami, solar flares coming out of heavenly dimensions in the earth through the realms of the Spirit of the joy of the Lord. It's His joy. It's His joy. Can you imagine if earthquakes actually went off because God's laughing in Psalm 2? Seriously? And this is, this, is, this is what's so cool is I start to meditate, not just on how happy the Lord is, I, have, I, I meditate on the joy, His joy. And religious programming and slavery programming thinks that He is really, really upset with us and we're not doing a good enough job and we haven't jumped through enough hoops. That is a lie from the pit of hell. If you're in Christ, regardless of whether you're having, you're on a journey or you're kicking goals in a manifest way, the Lord looks at you through Christ. And what happens is you need to understand the incredible constant rejoicing over your life from the invisible dimensions. You sound like you don't believe it. Sounds like homework and seed form at the moment. Praise God. And so this is why it says in Zephaniah, God's dancing over us. And we got, we, we've actually, this is actually, this is the stuff miracles are made of. When you start to understand how much joy is coming out of God towards you, but it's not coming out from external, it's on the inside. It says that He's dancing over us. You got, he's got, David's got nothing on the Lord dancing. Okay. And so not just that, it's a sort of like, what do you do? I preach the gospel. I like sharing the gospel. Do you know what the gospel means? It means good news. It's actually connected to a realm of joy. Nothing worse than a terrified soul winner. They usually have badges and ties. Poor things. It's like, like going before a shooting. Uh, <laughs> so, so this is why it says how beautiful the, 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 the feet of those who bring good news are skipping on the mountaintops, coming from the dimensions of joy. So this is where we start to realise is that you, if you do not have to believe this or receive it or cultivate it. You don't. But I'll tell you what I want because it actually says even on a lower level, on a residual lower level, 
It says a merry heart makes good luck a medicine. Makes good luck a medicine. And, 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 and enviness dries up the bones. And so, so, so this, we have to overcome orphan and pride spirits and we have to be like kids and cultivate His joy. It's not your joy, it's His joy. It's His joy. His joy is so crazy. It's be like, be like putting in too much water into a water balloon. It'll burst. This is what we start to catch because I experienced that. One of the reasons why I laugh so much because the most predominant disposition I see the Lord towards me, I see Him laughing. That's why I just sit there, my kids are like, ah, and they go, what are you? I'm just thinking of something. And I do. You can, this is so cool. See, right now it's coming, because I'm designated driver, right now it's coming out through a, 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 like a portal and I, there's a level of intensive communication. But as soon as I'm not pre- preaching, I'm just drinking. I'm just drinking. I can't get over, this is how good God is. And it's the good news. And so, uh, uh, um, hallelujah. I had, you, you know, uh, that was for the camera. Okay, so... Okay, so (laughs) if we were going to get down to brass tacks and and, and bass says this, is that I'm gonna tell you what you want is you wanna feel good. No, 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 you wanna feel good. Either you want your neurotransmitters to be stimulated in, in forms of dopamine through idolatry that could look like a whole bunch of things. Or the joy of the Lord. So it's either gonna be dopamine hits and cycles, and you want, and, 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 and we really just wanna feel good. And so you go, oh my gosh. So this is actually, it says it makes like a medicine. And, 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 and God is so, the celebration going on in heavenly realms is massive. And so when we start to engage it, we start to tap into His joy like the song. The world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. And it's, not, it's actually not our joy because some people are predisposed to more depressive, flat effect ways. And so I'll never forget, I had an encounter. Now, time isn't what it is. Okay, in heavenly realms, time isn't what we think it is. So I've actually gone ahead in time and seen things. So, so when, you, when you step into God's presence, you, you, you do want the good and faithful servant commendation. That's a good one. That's a good one, all right? Who wants to hear that when they see the Lord? Okay, so <laughs> this, here's another one. I had this encounter, uh, Matthew 25, 23. Uh, and the Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your, of your Lord. I've experienced that. You can't be, you're not dead yet. Well, I am co-crucified and I'm definitely working on that one, right? But I'm connected to the Lord. And I went into an encounter where I was driving and I saw, it's like I saw Jesus in eternity. I'm not kidding. The joy, see, it's not His joy, it's the Master's joy. The Master's joy. Did you know, if you could just get 0.0001% of his joy and drink it in, you couldn't function for a millennia. That God is so happy, so delirious, the laughter coming out of the glory realms. Because this is the, this is the precondition to the miraculous. 
You rarely see miserable people get breakthrough. So if you can't by faith lay a hold of how God is so crazy about you and the joy coming out of Him, how are you gonna believe for a supernatural creative miracle? So this is where the, the, the foundation is way more significant than the edifice. And so, so I experienced that and it was the joy in Jesus like this. And now what happened is the joy became a, a, both a reciprocal and a, reflective, a reflexive, not reflective, the joy of the Lord. No, no, no. Jesus like, welcome. He's the, 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 enter into the joy of your mouth like this. And what happened? I am just so freaked out how much joy is coming out of Jesus, right? I'm like, oh, like this. Perfect beard, perfect teeth. And so basically, not English. And so basically, is that, <laughs> and I'm, I'm looking like this. And what happens? He could see I was taking in his joy and that made him more joyful. And then my higher level of joy saw his reflexive reciprocal rejoicing over me taking in more glory and it just set off a chain reaction. Come on. Can you feel the presence of God in here? Because if you're not wired that way, we've got to uproot, throw down, tear down, destroy so we can build and plant. Yeah. So going forward, this is so cool because I've got some, some great stuff in here. There's some great stuff in here. I'm gonna go after every disgusting religious devil that is an enclave and a hiding place for worldly sorrow. Worldly sorrow has no place in the glory. I'm not condemning or hacking on people who are prone to depression or anything like that. I'm not because I've been there, okay? I'm just too sad to talk about it. And so <laughs> the joy of the Lord, it's His joy. You start to realise, when you start to realise, this is how God feels, you know, how come we've got to be sung to us, cheer up Charlie? And it's sort of like, this is, this is, this is, this is, this is the sons. This is, this is what the, the sons can, who, who wants to drink in the joy like crazy? Like seriously, because you'll probably just get so drunk and he goes, oh, my cancer just got healed. Oh, the, the ear that I was losing hearing would just popped open. But we try and get the, we try and get the miraculous sort of like, you know, okay. Well, you've got to posture yourself by faith in what you want to attract from the glory realm. Why do you think God said to Moses, exactly as I showed you there, do it here? Because God visits what looks like Him. God visits and connects with what looks like Him. This is why, this is why it says we, that we have to fix our eyes upon Jesus. What's happening in heaven? Is there rejoicing in heaven? Wow. Spirit of library, come out! Is there rejoicing in heaven? And so what happens when that the righteous are as bold as a lion? Something just like, like, a, like an arc takes place, like, like this. And this is why boldness is, and I'm not saying fake it till you make it per se, but it's like you start to go, I'm praising God. Do you know, I am seeing really hectic manifestations of darkness around my world. Not in my world, around my world. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. Why? I'll tell you why. You wanna know? It's because I'm speaking things that aren't as though they are. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can, you can go in the church and oh, yeah, come on like this. You start speaking what God's put on your heart and it hasn't manifested, demons are freaking out. They freak out because you're actually setting yourself up to be a believer. God forbid. Okay. Now, really important, really important. So uh, I am, gosh, how old was I? I was in my, I, I was in my mid-30s. 
my mother's dying and it was hectic. It was, it was a nasty experience. And I just kept my eyes on the Lord. And what happened was, is that the Lord spoke to me and said, Todd, you're good. I'm gonna make you like David. So what happened is I carried grief while my mother was alive because I saw the suffering. And, and for anyone who's been through that, and it was, it was in your face, it was visceral. And anyone that's gone through that, especially with, uh, especially with tumours, is this, is that you have days you go, oh, you know, they just blasted her with, with 12 million kilowatts of poison, right? And they shrunk by 0.001 of the mil, right? And you're like, yeah! And then the next day that gets worse and it's a roller coaster. Anyone's lived through that. And that's not the joy of the Lord, that's the natural circumstances. So I learned to lay a hold of God, but I, was, I, was, I literally was grieving. I was grieving, but the Lord said, you're gonna be like David, when the child was alive, there'll be a level of concern and you'll be believing, right? But as soon as she gets promoted to glory, so God gave me the heads up what was happening. He didn't take her home, I'm not into that stuff, right? But he knew what was gonna happen before it happened because he's outside of time. And so he said, but when she comes to be with me, you're gonna rejoice, you're gonna feel no grief, like, like no grief. And you know what, supernaturally, I, I actually had zero grief. I wasn't trying to be brave. Do you know what I was doing? I was actually leaning into, I was leaning into God's joy. I was leaning into God, I'm serious. There is no, I mean, if you think about love and stronger than death, right? You think about, you think about the joy of the Lord. I was like, it, it was so supernatural. And then after, I actually, you know what, because of my training, I started feeling almost guilty that I hadn't grieved. Because in council, you have a right to grieve. You get some cultures and someone grieves for 20 years. Go for it if you want that. But that grief could lead you into your own stuff. And remember, you don't have to bear it. I know it says in Galatians, bear one another's burdens, but each one should carry their own load. The number one is the Lord, not your family. You can't carry anyone's burden because Jesus, when He born things, the word is NASA, and that is like, you know, spaceship, like take, lift up and take away. So let's have a look what God said to me for three or four months after my mum went into glory. Let's have a look at Isaiah 53, right? Surely He's borne our griefs and carry our sorrows. We'll leave it there. And the Lord said, Todd, I bore your griefs. You can bear them if you want. Whoa, and surely, and griefs and sorrows is a composite word, which actually does mean sickness, but it also means the sadness and the grief and the pain. Infirmity sucks. Let's be up, up front about that, is, is that sickness causes grief. People have struggled with, with, with infirmity, it creates grief and sadness, I get it. But it actually just says that Jesus has borne those. He's borne those. Now you can have them if you want. Now I know this is a very cutting subject, but we have to speak the truth. And this was my experience. I couldn't get up here and say this and I was sort of like, you know, mm, biting my lip and be brave, be brave. I just had my eyes on the Lord. There was no grief. I'm thinking, have I, did this whole traumatic season lobotomize me? <laughs> the angel come on go, snip, snip. <laughs> you know, like, is that what happened? No, because I tapped into something transcendent because we got to be careful. Worldly sorrow produces death. And then we make such provision for it and we've got to make sure these, are, these, these disciples were getting the feces knocked out of them. Stones smashing on the head. Do you know what they did? They go, they go we just praise God that we're worthy to be persecuted for the kingdom. 
They're a whole neck level. And so this is why we have to graduate. We physically live here, but if you see yourself predominantly as Australian and not a citizen of heaven, you're gonna get stuck in the matrix. We actually have to learn what it is to, because I'll tell you what, I'm not, I'm not gonna stay in that station. You know, I prayed for the sick last week, I'm praying for him this week, I'm in. Right? I'm not sort of like I'm. I'm not using this as a dis- disassociative tool to hide in an ivory tower and pretend. You know, eh, you know what I'm saying? Is that you can you can look cancer in the face, you can look depression, look suicidal tendencies in the face, but do it in Christ, in the joy of the Lord, because life ultimately swallows up death. And you start to realise how amazing the gospel is. It isn't just the news; it is the good news because it comes from another dimension, and the promise is eternal life. And it's all just—it's a free gift to those who believe. It's the good news. <laughs> Okay, we're gonna do a tiny bit of mapping before we land the plane. You okay with this? Shika Bomba, yeah? Are you okay with this? Really? Okay, let's do, this is a bit of a clue. Let's have a look, I'm just gonna read John chapter eight, verses 31 and 32. Let's have a look, see what it says. Jesus said to those Jews who believed in Him, if you remain, continue and abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Now, so you know what this? Do you know what this intimates? This intimates the truth is jolly amazing. So, underpinning what you would consider your perception of reality, if you have any sadness, then it has to be based on something that's not the truth. Now, remember, I talked about I, 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 I've I've seen. My family and different things. I've been, I've been given, given the big miss, you know, just for a lazy 30, 40 years. The big miss, friends and family. Mother died before children born. Don't think that I'm fifth generation choir boy Mormon. I'm not. I've actually had to some things, I've had to grind things out in the trenches contrary to my emotions. And I'll tell you what right now, is that the more I come into the truth of the Lord, the more I'm just blown away. That song, Lord, I'm amazed by you. Lord, I'm amazed by you. And then you just, you start, you know, beginning of Song of Songs, it's you're aware of your love for the Lord, but at the end of the Song of Songs, you're just completely carried away in an ocean of His love and His joy and His goodness. He who is faithful and true, He cannot deny Himself because He is faithful. Even if we deny Him, He cannot deny Himself. And you start to get caught up in that. But unless we tap into this, we have religious structures and we'll get overwhelmed emotionally. And those negative emotions carry neurotransmitters that demons can attach to. And this is why we have to not make any provision for that sense of melancholy and and sorrow. And I'm not saying that people don't have a right to bereave. I'm not saying that they don't, but I'm saying there's a choice. There's a choice. I'm telling people how to suck eggs, okay? Now, Holy Ghost. All right, I'm going to skip some stuff. I've learned to put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I've, I've, I've had heaviness. When you, when, you, when you study, clinically study depression, one of the things of depression is this. Things that used to bring you happiness and joy, you don't get pleasure anymore. Nothing. Not food, not intimacy, not, people try and get material things. Nothing. The law of diminishing return. The more you try and pour into it outside of the Lord, the bigger the hole gets, the more empty you get. 
okay? He says, put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. You know what the result is? He'll give us beauty for ashes, which is a spirit of resurrection. God makes something out of nothing. Your praise, your laying, laying a hold of His joy actually carries an invisible substance. And if you stay in there long enough, it actually manifests in the time-space world. The last thing that changes is your feelings. But as, as the emerging sons, we cannot be stuck in conservative Paralyze religion, non-responsive passivity. We can't, we can't. Okay, Holy Ghost. All right, one anecdote and then landing the plane with a couple of scriptures. Uh, 27, 28, I think it was. I think it was 28. And I wasn't in a good place. And I was listening to Listen to a, a teaching, really light teaching by a woman called Mary Kay Baxter. Very light. She went to hell. I spoke to her over the phone actually. She prayed for me. I really did get an impartation. But don't want to go to hell all day. Okay. <clears throat> 40 days, 40 nights. Now if, you thought, if, you're, if you're feeling a little bit la-di-da, and this is actually very, very, this is a very scriptural statement. I may. If you want the hell scared out of you, right? Listen to Mary Kay Baxter, a divine revelation of hell, right? Because the, the sense of permanency, it's visceral. She's from the deep south. She mispronounces words. She's got a heavy accent, right? And so it's the absolute opposite to Adelaide sensibilities. And I listened to it. And what happened through osmosis, a reality started to just roar. And I knew that I knew that I knew that carried such a witness. Do you know what happened? I thought to myself, Lord, if I amount to nothing, if I amount to nothing, if I do not kick goals, overcome, prosper, be effective, fruitful, if I don't, but I make it to heaven and I'm saved, wow. And you know what happened? As David prayed, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit in me and it says, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. And I go, I've already won. Even if I don't kick goals and the world thinks I'm a loser and I live in relative barrenness, I've won, I've won. I'm going to heaven. I'm gonna be with the Lord. I'm gonna see my family. Oh my gosh, eternal life. I'm gonna, yeah, wow. And I started, I started to see the joy of my salvation. And the deeper I go into this, you guys are really listening or you're really at Clipsal. Okay, so. Stimulating. Um, and so, scale electric for big boys. Okay, so basically. So I was going, I'm saved. I'm saved. I've got eternal life. What? You know what happened? My whole life turned around. Because I was rejoicing in the fact I'm saved. I really did. Because we tend to, we've we got the gift of magnifying a tiny bit of darkness or negativity or, or, or a little bit of trial or tribulation. What happened? Or, or flips us, there's pressure. I started going, I'm saved. Oh God, you're amazing. This is incredible. And what happened is that, that, that sense of, I can't lose. I can't lose. Who's pretty happy they're saved? I mean, come on. Come on. Did you know that people who are going to heaven, this is as bad as it's going to get? And people going to hell, this is as good as it's going to get. 
This is why those who win souls is wise. And, you, and I started going, I'm saved, I'm saved. And I started exercising such a deep tissue gratitude, it started, my whole life started to turn around because of gratitude, because of joy. And actually I was really, really happy with the fact that I, wouldn't, I wasn't gonna jump in a swimming pool full of lava, right? It's confronting, I'm gonna be confronting, right? And I'm going, okay, I've won. Oh, praise God, this is amazing. And I just, I, my whole life changed. I, from my mid-20s, late 20s, sorry, I started to adopting a life of not just complaining, but I adopted a life of praising God and rejoicing continually. Yes, you have your moments, but I'll tell you what right now, grief, all those sort of things trying to get a hold of you, but I, had, 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 I had my moments where I had to journey some things, but I'll tell you what, tell you what, is the, the joy of the Lord is a fixed and growing reality. It can't be moved. Do you know what? I'll go, if I really, if it's about how I feel, I really could do with some of that joy. Will we posture ourselves to believe God and rejoice? To, to you, see, see, if you know that He's rejoicing and He's full of joy, then your praise is reciprocating His joy. It's not going, oh, you know, jumping jacks, getting your attention, Lord. I know you're a little bit sulky with me today. I know I haven't been that spiritual, a little bit carnal, and I know that you're sort of, you know, frowning. Hello, one, two, three, four. Praise the Lord forevermore. Five, six, seven, eight. You know, I know. <laughs> this is not what praise is. He's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're glad I stopped there. <laughs> anyway, it's reflexive. <laughs> it just is. And it's a whole nother level. So I don't need to be entertained. I can just drink. I can just look to the Lord. I just, wow. And you start to see Him pop up everywhere. Well, I went up the block um, Friday. And I was pray, praising God, walking up and down and praying the Spirit. I saw the Lord smiling at me. I mean, you know what that does to you? And you go, but hard oh, like that. Cultivate it. You do it by faith. Don't wait for an encounter. I can't make any encounters happen. But he says, if you say my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. This is important. This is the last thing I'm gonna say. It's so important. This is why if you don't give yourself over to this, it's gonna sound like owl, all right? So, we're gonna zoom out to a cosmic scene, a cosmic scene. This is important because this will frame up your worldview in the spirit. Let's do Revelation 12. Okay, now a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet and on her head was a garland of 12 stars. Then being with child, she cried out in labour. I believe this is Israel, right? Because I don't believe the church birthed the Lord, that's my opinion. Okay, I understand there's some, some wiggle room in there. Then being with child, she cried out in labour and in pain to give birth. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great fiery red dragon, having seven heads and 10 horns and the seven diadems or crowns on his heads. Who, who's familiar with this passage of scripture? It's pretty, yeah. His tail drew a third of the stars of heaven and threw them to the earth. So they went from heaven to where? Earth. That wasn't a trick question. Spirit of Library. And the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth to devour the, her child as soon as it was born. She bore a male child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. Who, 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 who believes this is Jesus? Come on. 
Okay, it is. She bore a male child. I mean, well done, you passed. Okay. She bore a male child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up to God and his throne. That's the ascension. Okay. Then it's uh, some detail here. But remember, what happened? Jesus ascended. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Just, there we go. Okay. I'm, I'm just used to America now. All right. Um, Amen. Okay, What's the, go to the next one. And war broke out in heaven. Did war break out in heaven after Jesus ascended? Yeah. What was that? Yeah. I'm gonna just, you are gonna change. All right, so, and what, because otherwise we're like this. There's power in words. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. I understand people are listening, but, but yes and amen, Lord, let, let it be unto me, okay? And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels kicked the dragon's butt and the dragon and his angels fought. But they did not prevail. They got their butt kicked. Nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. The enemy was kicked out of heaven. Shibadidi. Okay. Yeah, keep going. Yep. What's the next bit? Then I heard a loud voice saying, now salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God. When did this happen? When Satan got kicked out of heaven, right? The devil, the accuser, the diablos. Right, he got kicked out. Now this is the proclamation. When did he get kicked out? When the sun ascended. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren, who accused him before our God, day and night has been cast down. Yep. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony and they did not love their soul unto death. We'll just leave it there. Now, that's your soul. That's, that's could be a physical thing, because it says it did not love their suitcase unto death, right? Thanatos. I do research these things, and you be instantly everyone's going. This is about martyrdom. No, not necessarily. So this is what's so cool. So when did the devil get kicked out of heaven? When Jesus ascended. All right. Last scripture we'll put up, John. But because you've, I've said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. If I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I'll send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin. And this is the sending of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. So it was a while ago, right? This is not future. This is past. I want you, we've got to, do you know what? The more you study the Word, the more you get delivered from religious programming and slavery programming. Okay, if you remain in my word, you're my disciples indeed. And that when he has come, the Holy Spirit, he will convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. Of sin, because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father and you'll see me no more. This is what I want to focus on this next bit. Of judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. Huh? When does Satan get judged? When Jesus ascended. Are you ready for this? You have the battle right now is you have a fallen world trying to worship and empower a disenthroned, disempowered entity. He's been, he's been unthroned. This is important. Worship of Lucifer, whether it's Bavarian Illuminati, whether it's deep state, whether it's the absolute bloodlust of infanticidical policies within governments around the world. It's empowering a fallen foe. He is fallen. We've shown through Scriptures. Jesus says, because the prince of this world has been judged. 
and he hadn't even sent the Holy Ghost. He got kicked out. He's been unenthroned. And so, but this is what the Lord said to me. You got people, you got witches and warlocks worshipping fallen entities to empower them. Why do they want worship? It gives them power. But you know what gives them more power? Who has all the power in the, in the world? The church. And when you have a church that's full of fear, the fear in the church empowers a disenthroned entity. If we do not get completely consumed with the joy of the Lord, we will be empowering an enemy that's already defeated. Tell you what, you need to share this because that's what's going on in the world. There's a collective consciousness that's been manipulated. If you have a look, how much of the church was afraid of COVID? You, the, the, the disgusting fear propaganda that came through the media, the shameless propaganda that all of society went into lockstep with because the fear from the church is being harvested as a power source to a fallen, defeated enemy. Can someone say amen if you believe that the enemy has been defeated? And when we praise the Lord, this is why God dwells in the praises of His people. It's not just like a historical fact, yay. Is that when you say yes and amen and you praise the Lord, God is enthroned on the praise of His people. He manifests. But when you're passive and indifferent, your compliance, even your complaining of the natural world gives you over more to the demonic because they're praising nonstop. They're praising their fallen, disempowered master. And this is how we have to see it. These things rolling out are cycles. Back in the book of Daniel, it says the little horn will try and change times and laws. What's happening now? It says he'll intend to. Cycles, World War II cycles, communism cycles, Nazi cycles, Babel cycles. And so we need to, as the church, go, I've had enough. I'm praising the Lord. I am gonna, the joy of the Lord will be my strength. It actually means fortress. This is so cool. But the religious program of like this, it's, it's to our detriment. But he's been defeated. So this is why people sit around, oh, what's happening in the Middle East? Oh, oh my gosh. And then, oh, you know, and they're bringing out the digital, you know, like this. That fear starts to power up a fallen throne. Did you know it's not even close? It's not even close between the Lord and the enemy. It says in, in, in Colossians, he's already been made an open spectacle. Who's excited? Who's excited? I'm so excited. We're getting there. We're getting there. See, I don't, I, don't, I don't prance around like a peacock with two sets of tail feathers in public and yeah, yeah. I do this in private. I'm praising God all the time. I'm praising God all the time. What happens, he... I would say when I praise God, he manifests in my life probably 90% of the time. When I pray, maybe 10% of the time. Because God's seeking those who's worshipping in spirit and in truth. You go, I'm seeking the Lord. He's seeking worshippers. This is so cool. This is so cool. Praise the Lord. I know it feels like we're in Louisiana. I get it. I get it. Right now, there, is two, there, is, there were two rivers running down the backside of my hamstrings at the moment. I'm the one doing the work. <laughs> Hallelujah. And then I've got to sit in this all the way to Munda. Okay. Praise God. But this has to get out. Can you see right now, right now, the battle is that you've got people worshipping a beast system. It's a beast system, it just is, but there's been beast systems. But now 
the battle is for the church to go, oh my gosh, here's a defeated foe. Here's a defeated foe. And fear gives him power. And, and, and if I don't praise the Lord, the rocks will. And this is where we've got to make sure we've got to work. Who's, who will we, when we serve ourselves? the enemy doesn't get you to serve him, gets you to serve yourself. And this is what we have to, can we just put that, can we just stand to our feet, please? I know, but this had to be said because we're breaking slavery programming. We're breaking slavery programming. Am I energised? You bet I am because it's history. It's history. How do you guys do it? You're wearing jumpers and jackets. What is wrong with me? Hallelujah. Wow. Like a gypsy with a mortgage up here. Come on. Holy Ghost. Sorry, all the gypsies. Ghost. Okay, just put on some some keep some worship pads. Just 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 just. Okay, now, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. I thought that was a more battery ram than I thought it would be. No 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 no. It is. It was more battering ram than it had, than I wanted it to be. Right. But tell you what, we're not going to do that. Hanging on in quiet desperation is the English way. We're, we're done with that. We actually have to praise the Lord. Could you give the Lord three more minutes of your time in the service? Could you get three more minutes? Could you? We're not going to do a shout or anything like that. I want to just lead, let, lead the service over to you guys. Next three minutes, I want you to just praise Him. I want you to pray. I want you to praise Him. I want you to, you know what? Even if it's behaviour modification at the beginning, right? I'm going to pray over you guys. I want you to praise Him. I want Him to be enthroned on your praises, okay? Lord, in the Name of Jesus, I just thank You for everyone here. Right now, I break all pride and stubbornness and weirdness and religiosity and sorrow and death and grief. I break it, 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 I break it in the Name of Jesus. And I just thank You, Lord, that You dwell in the praises of Your people. We break the spirit of librarian worship that carries us through a slumber that leads to death. We just cast every librarian out of this place. And right now, in the Name of Jesus, we just thank You. This is not before Your throne. We just thank You, Lord God. We thank You, Lord God. It says, Sing, shout, clap your hands, says, make a joyful noise to the Lord. Make a joyful noise. Make a joyful noise. Make a joyful noise. Hallelujah. 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 Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. Glory.